Hello and welcome to this week's Oxcast, your weekly roundup of all the best events happening in and around Oxford. Today's date is Wednesday the 16th of November and this week I'll be exploring some hopes and fears. Maddie will be taking us back to nature but first here's Michael with some sushi. So there's so many selling points um, on going to use sushi. Um, maybe the one that might excite you is a third off, a third off all the edible things. Um, which is running until the 25th of November. Brilliant. Head in on any non-Monday day. Well, any time in the day, and it'll be served off. This is what it says. Amazing. Brilliant. Really good. I think do. we'll have to head in um, on a not-Monday. This is It's food only, but, you know, that's that's mainly what you're there. That's only one aspect of the, the new the new UCC that's, that's making me intrigued. Um, they were very excited in their press release, particularly about their new toilets. <gasps> I know. I'm excited about their new toilets. Yeah. <laughs> tell us more, tell us more. I, it's got to be special if a press release leads with the new toilets. Um, and they are they are wonderful Japanese toilets, which, if you're not expecting anything, then they'll surprise you with a jet of water of unspecified intensity um, <laughs> towards you. <laughs> certain aspect of your person, which I can't seem to... I've become very British and very reserved and I can't seem to be able to say, BOM! <laughs> Uh, on the podcast yeah so as long as you go in expecting that the jet's going to be there that's fine most people find that it's it's first contact <laughs> I guess we were talking about last week with, with arrival uh, yeah. it's first contact that can be the most uh, memorable memorable <laughs> disturbing enlightening enjoyable probably yeah yeah We'll see. Anyway, it's, it's, it's given us loads of ideas about producing a guide to the toilets of Oxford. We're going to have yeah. a tour of toilets everywhere. Mm. It's In probably the gonna... pipeline. Uh-huh. <laughs> that one is. <laughs> Just something that's uh, <laughs> plumbing the depths of uh, uh. our... No, I can't even think of one. <laughs> so they're very excited about the toilets, of course. And some kind of interactive window through which you can order food like a weird embedded tablet somewhere and new conveyor belts are they e-shaped that's what i want to know <laughs> that did seem very efficient yeah, yeah seriously you can maximize if you're can open a sushi restaurant maximize space by using an e-shaped conveyor belt is my advice top tip and a 60 inch screen i don't know what that's for but they were again happy about that they're the first new restaurant getting all these new features um, amongst all the many <laughs> so to celebrate the arrival of this uh, food delivery system called the shuttle <laughs> I know right um, grab a voucher off their website ucc.com and as I say you can't put a limit on happiness so you can reuse the voucher as many times as you want wow. until the 25th of November something else that's arriving this weekend and might give you some Dare I say it? Christmas ideas. Oh, Christmas. I mentioned, the, I mentioned <laughs> that word. Oxford Art Weeks is beginning on Saturday and running until the 10th of December. And many of the Art Weeks designers and artists are holding like pop-up exhibitions and shows in their studios, sheds, back gardens. Um, and appearing at Christmas fairs. So they give you the chance to see amazing work from local artisans, artists and craftspersons. East Oxford alone has... Plenty of painted work, jewellery, sculpture, ceramics on the show. Um, oh, here's an example. You guys can look, I'm afraid. Um, oh, that's lovely. Quite Picasso-esque. Isn't that rather nice? So, for example, what everyone's currently looking at... Sorry, <laughs> I'm afraid the auditory medium 
precludes you from seeing what we're talking about. <laughs> is even on Hearst Street, um, we have our artist Richard Lawrence, who's, who does cool relief printing of lino cuts and wood engravings and typography. So you can see his and Debbie Sutcliffe's exhibition uh, this weekend. And also at uh, London Place, we have local polymath Sarah Banerjee, um, author, sculptress, um, and maker of jams. No. Yeah, it's not not only art. I mean, so many, so many wonderful gift ideas here. Um, as well as painting and sculpting, so she's published 10 novels and teaches fiction writing. Makes jam plundered from Oxford trees and bushes. <laughs> uh, so all medium of art, even edible art there. Mm. So many venues across the county. Um, you can check those out and the full programme at artweeks.org. Even more festive things now. Um, it's Stir Up Sunday this Sunday, um, to which even a year ago I would have said, what was that? <laughs> I will leave the arcane history of Stir Up Sunday hanging in the air for a moment uh, while I talk about what's happening at Cox Farm this Sunday uh, from 10 to 6. Uh, so they're running workshops and skills-based activities all throughout the day so you can home make something to give to your loved ones. So it's not just stirring techniques? It's not just stirring, no. Okay, um, okay Christmas puddings are involved, okay, do not good. worry. A Christmas pudding tutorial. Because uh. you are meant to make Christmas puddings in advance, aren't you? I think. Oh yes. I think you're meant to be making them around now. Exactly. Yes. It is the time for it to happen. So if you're if you're a bit if you're behind in your pudding skills, go to this. Also, as well as puddings, Christmas wreaths, fused oh. glass, sugar craft. What? Pom pom Christmas decorations. <laughs> there we go. I never. Yeah. Fair enough, that's probably a thing. Mixed stockings, do lino printing. That sounds cool. Mincemeat, chocolate truffles, willow weaving. Traditional Christmas decorations from foraged materials. Ah, oh, lovely. Nice and eco. There's, yeah, there's an absolute wealth of things to do. Um, that's at Cogs Farm. The prices are per activity, so it's not... It's a stir-up Sunday, although it is now pretty tied up with the active stirring in a, you know... How do you stir a Christmas wreath? Oh, I don't, that's the question. <laughs> I do not know, but um, the original the original name is not from desserts. Um, it actually comes from the Book of Common Prayer. Did you know? Oh, really? Sunday is always the last Sunday before Advent. Yes. There okay. You go. And that week uh, in the Book of Common Prayer was a prayer beginning. Stir up, we beseech thee, O Lord, the wills of ah. thy faithful people. See. So that, it's like stir of emotions rather than. It's like a spiritual story. Stir up the wills of thy faithful people, that they, plenteously bringing forth the fruit of good works, may of thee be plenteously rewarded. Oh, there you go. They've included fruit. Brilliant. There's even, yeah, there's (laughs) there's even fruit in there. That's really interesting. That's where it comes from. But But this is presumably a secular event at Cogs Farm. Yes. It's just borrowed the name from the... Um, Yeah, the, the... The Sunday thing. The the whole the whole thing has has brought it from that and is now mainly pudding based, but that's where it came from. <laughs> you can get lots more info and some oddly specific tips from Waitrose <laughs> <laughs> dot And if you need Christmas pudding tips, serve with rich brandy custard, says Martha Collison, leader of the Bake Off. Oh. Love Martha. I, I do whatever she says, really. Yeah. Get in kitchen terms. She's got a great Instagram, Martha Collison. Does she? Mm. Yeah, she, sure. she puts um well she just put lots of puts lots of videos and stuff. 
Cool. I follow all of the bakers on, uh, on Instagram. I mainly like Martha because um, her name looks almost like Martha Collision. <laughs> so, what are your hopes and fears? Don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, big question. <laughs> um, don't answer that. The Pitt Rivers and the Oxford University Museum of Natural History, or Natural History Museum as I keep referring to it, will give you the answers this Friday. So this is a collaborative event as part of the National Being Human Festival, which is happening across the UK. I think it's been happening all year, and it just sounds fantastic. The aim of this event is to get to the bottom of what makes us human through music, comedy, debate, workshops, and a licensed bar. I think <laughs> that will be the most useful, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I popped to the Natural History Museum to talk to Beth McDougall and Chris Jarvis about what's happening on Friday night. So um, at the Pitt Rivers Museum, uh, we have uh, lots of different um, activities taking place. Um, one of our favourite things that we're looking forward to um, is an artist called Derek Ogborn who's doing a pop-up photography exhibition um, which looks at optograms um, and the idea that uh, in the Victorian period, the person, as they died, um, would have an imprint of the last thing they saw on their eyeballs. And actually, it made people who were uh, murdering people uh, take out the eyes of their victims because they were so worried that they'd be able to be traced later on down the line. So it was quite gruesome in its day, but it's uh, this guy's experience all about um, looking at whether that's a, a reality or not. And so he's bringing lots of different pop-up devices for you to have a go and a look at. Gosh. Um, one of the other things, uh, along the photography theme as well, is our uh, curator of manuscripts and photographs. Um, is doing spirit photography and um, he's showing uh, things that we have in our collections that are related to spirit photography and that's a Victorian concept of well, as well of having uh, dead relatives in photographs um, imprinted next to photographs of living relatives as well. So there are two key um, themes but alongside that we do have a bit of uh, happiness and hope as well <laughs> so um, I am at the moment conjuring up a lucky banquet of lucky foods from around the world um, and also bringing some hope through craft activities, uh, looking at origami and the thousand cranes um, and Chinese lanterns and ways people have uh, celebrated and looked for luck and hope um, in society today. Wow, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> Chris, how about you? What's going on? Um, well, to begin with, the front of the museum is going to be illuminated by Lux Muralis, who are, who are doing a large um, Sonne Lumiere illumination, which is a half an hour um, light show that's on the oh. loop, which will be showing up images from, uh, from both collections that are that really illustrating what people's hopes and fears are, or how people interpret their hopes and fears through our specimens um, and, and our wonderful objects in the Pitt Rivers. Then, of course, once you come in, uh, you can come up and you can you can have a drink at our Hops and Beers Bar, which is being run by Morton's. And up there, you'll be able to also partake of a, a delicious little sample from our research menu. So we are going to have researchers up there um, talking about all sorts of things from domestication to de-extinction to uh, the, uh, the microbiome in your mouth and how that might help you predict heart disease and things like that. Um, so you'll be able to, uh, to actually meet a waiter who will guide you to your table and you'll spend five minutes tasting a little bit of their research. Um, <laughs> so that's happening up there. We also have several sort 
sort of interactive debates and referendums you can get involved in. Uh, we do have two researchers who look at different aspects of the domestic cat, and we're having the great cat referendum, cats it means cats it. So you can either vote for a hard cats it or a soft cats it, or you can, you can decide to, uh, to stay in and uh, fillet in, I suppose. Um, we also have somebody bait, uh, debating bears as well, and whether we should reintroduce bears. You can paint your own face as a creature you would like to be rewilded. Uh, we have our poets in residence here as well, so they'll be helping people to write poems, uh, illustrating their hopes and fears for the natural world. Um, and we have live music. Um, Paul Cullen, who's a wonderful punk folk musician, is going to be singing songs uh, about invasive grey squirrels, amongst other things. Uh, you can make yourself masks, and uh, we have um, our Earth Collections team out who will also be showing you some of the, uh, the fearsome Jurassic jaws from prehistory from Oxford. So you'll be able to see uh, the newly discovered Plesiosaur Eve as well as... Uh, some of the other Jurassic specimens. You can find out everything you want to know about uh, scaredy cats or um, about chickens, if you're particularly scared. And, uh, and of course, you can you can uh, take part in a uh, cyber rewilding exercise as well. So okay. you can actually interact with uh, with a computer program and a researcher who looks at the impact of different animals being reintroduced into our ecology. Listen to the full interview to hear more about Catsit, what animal Chris would bring back from extinction, and what events they have coming up. So that's Late Night, Hopes and Fears, Life and Death, and Extinction and Invasion at the Pitt Rivers and the Natural History Museum on this Friday. It starts at 7pm until 10pm. Tickets are £3, or you can buy four tickets for £10. So I'm going to talk about Fireside Story, a weekend retreat built around an epic tale which is happening at Brazier's Park this weekend, so that's Saturday and Sunday, the 19th and 20th of November. And basically it's uh, an event where you go and they tell a story and you, you listen to the story and then you reflect on the story and there's a discussion afterwards and some sort of meditation based on the story that you've heard. So it's so it's both um, taking something from the story and sort of relating it to your own life. Okay. So it becomes something about looking inwards and outwards. But the story itself is epic. It will involve forests and lakes and castles and Camelot and knights and battles and romance and chivalry. And everything that makes up a great British epic tale <laughs> is £150 per person and that price is non-residential so that includes um, the tuition a Friday dinner and lunch and refreshments on Saturday and Sunday but you, if you're interested in staying the night as well then they can offer you um, accommodation and the prices are on the website and also additional meals can be um, booked it sounds like a fun event yeah I'm trying to imagine this epic tale now. I know. I I can't imagine how it works. So if I go, do I enact the epic tale? No, I don't think there's any enacting. Enacting in your mind. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's got some sort of echoes of live action role play stuff, but uh-huh. in the mind. Okay. In okay. your palace. So, you're in the mind. <laughs> um, so no swords then. No that, swords. That's my real I don't question. think so. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe they have props. It's mind swords. Mind swords. Or maybe you you conjure the sword of your mind, a bit like in Harry Potter. Oh, 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 oh. okay. Is that <laughs> a, a foreshadowing? What's to come? The other thing 
nature thing, which is the Nordic walking, which is happening at Cutterslow Park on Friday. There's a free session on Friday at 10 o'clock in the morning. And Nordic walking is a type of exercise which you do with specially designed walking poles which work different muscles than not just normal walking okay. it's very fashionable in mainland europe mm. my german friend was telling me about it actually um but and there are sessions all over oxford but this is a a free taster session on cool. friday at 10 o'clock and then after that you can join the four-week course if you find it stimulating for all your <laughs> different muscles I suppose <laughs> or enjoyable saw someone uh, walking around some royal palaces and I think they were even on our town hall tour in Sweden mm. with these with sticks. the sticks yeah I was a bit confused because uh, yeah well, you're it inside. looks like they think they're going for a hike but yeah. actually the poles apparently the poles are quite different you can't just use hiking poles okay. you have yeah. to use special Nordic walking poles um, because they work your all the um, muscles in your chest in a different way. Yeah, right. And it's like a full body workout, unlike normal walking, which I suppose uses mainly your legs. Mm. I guess. Interesting. I mean, you. I think you still use your legs <laughs> mainly <laughs> for this. <laughs> Since we've already started using the C word, I might as well continue. Christmas is just around the corner. You might as well get into the festive spirit of giving back to the community. So I've picked out a couple of events which you can give towards and also support. So first up is the Shoebox Collection, which is happening all over Oxfordshire. And the aim is to collect unwanted and unused toiletries, that's very important, and dry food and beauty products to give to women who are seeking refuge. This is being coordinated by the Oxford Domestic Abuse Services and will be given to women who have left home after suffering domestic abuse or those who are facing homelessness or even those who have just arrived in Oxford as refugee. So it's a very worthy cause. The aim of the giving is to make the recipient feel like a normal person rather than a victim. So um, all the goods are gift wrapped, so it's something special to give to these women. So as I said, there are loads of drop-off points in Oxfordshire, including um, the All Saints Vicarage in Headington, Hartford College, storage-based self-storage in Banbury, and Tame Therapy Clinic in Tame, obviously. You'll be able to drop off items until the 30th of November, but make sure to check the opening hours before going along with your goods. Um, You can find out more information at www.shoeboxoxford.uk and they've also got a handy map of all the collection points and you can also check out their Facebook page for more info. Next up I've got Oxford One World Fair which is happening this Saturday at the Town Hall from 10am until 4pm. Entry is £1 and children go free and they have about 50 stalls from a wide range of organisations so you can come along and learn what Oxfam is doing to help refugees and to see the powerful Standers One photo exhibition which the first viewing since it exhibited in London which is very interesting uh, Jen went along a few years ago and said there was a green Santa as in green in colour or green in um, political persuasion Eco Santa Eco Santa. I have a feeling it's probably both. Ah, he did start off green, didn't he? Exactly. And then the cook changed him. Yeah, going back to the roots. Yeah. 
Um, I had that. I, I don't know if he started off eco-friendly, but he started off literally coloured green. He started off friendly. I mean, he's pretty eco-friendly. He's running on reindeer power instead of <laughs> um, carbon, isn't he? That's true. Yeah. Ma- magic is probably a bit more kind to the environment. Yeah. We should all really be uh, <laughs> swapping our petrol for reindeer. So my roundup of theatre this week is actually, yes, entirely student theatre I'm going to talk about. Hooray! Yes. Um, so this week, starting yesterday, is um, a production of Summer and Smoke, which is a Tennessee Williams play, which hasn't been performed in the UK for 10 years. Why so not? this is... Well, I don't know. Maybe it's really rubbish. <laughs> Let's hope it's not. Um, uh, so I presume, I don't know why it hasn't been performed in the UK for 10 years, but it hasn't. So this is, um, yeah, the first UK production for 10 years. Like a lot of Tennessee Williams stories, it follows a young woman and a young man sort of not having a relationship. Okay. So I think, so basically they meet and one of them, she's the daughter of, a member of the church so she um doesn't want to start she doesn't want to have sex with him basically and then and then he is really up for it and then a year later they come back to each other and they've sort of swapped sides um so the story look i so I, i think it looks at the different ways that romantic love um can be approached interesting sounds really interesting um and it's on at the burton taylor it's the early slot in the burton taylor this week um and it's six pounds or five pounds for concessions so go along and see that and then next week there's jealous of herself which is on at the key below riley starting from tuesday next week and it's a now now theater production um, and it sounds really, really interesting. Mm. It's um, so it's a a translation and adaptation of a seventeenth century Spanish play. It's the first time that this adaptation of um, Jealous of Herself will have been performed. And Jealous of Herself is basically about this woman. It's kind of the classic babushka story. Okay. So she's, um, she's pretending to be someone else with her ah. husband, a, a, like a a more beautiful, more amazing version of herself. And it's the themes are um, gender roles and the male gaze and living up to the male gaze and the expectations which are put on women. I think the idea is that this play was written 400 years ago, but it still has massive resonance in our society. Um, It's like the 17th century version of airbrushing apparently. So yeah, that looks really good and that's on at the Keebler O'Reilly from Tuesday the 22nd to Saturday the 26th and it's on at 7.30, £10 or £7 concessions. So the other production which I'm going to talk about next week is Dates, which is a comedy sketch show on at the BT, it's the late slot in the BT, so it's at half past nine from Tuesday to Saturday and it's... Um, all about dating in the modern world and not in the modern world. Apparently, one of the sketches is called Tudor Tinder. <laughs> so it's, it sounds funny. Should be good. And finally, with our wiggly trip to the cinema, it's uh, a little bit unusual that. Well, okay. Typically, I'll I'll choose like something that has one screening that was made in nineteen seventy nothing and had no budget and. <laughs> 
was no plot. Um, but this week, it's the biggest release in the world. Yay! <laughs> Didn't know it was going to get that kind of reaction. <laughs> Fantastic Beasts. Yay! And Where to Find Them opens on Thursday, or is it Friday? It's actually midnight. <laughs> midnight on the bits between Thursday and Friday, so that by the time you're watching it, it'll be Friday. You know what I mean. From director David Yates, who handled the last few yeah. uh, actual potters. And from the pen of... Well, is it from the pen of J.K. Rowling? Or is it from uh, that of Newt Scamander? Um, <laughs> it's an adaptation of the Hogwarts textbook, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Um, and Newton Scamander... Um, is that his full name? Newton, yeah. Is kind of perfectly played by Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> I know some actors who just hate him because because he's just perfect at all <laughs> the things. And it's not fair. Mm. And he just appears and is at once otherworldly and boyish and ancient. So that magical encyclopedia is has been adapted into an action adventure of the the book's origins set in New York, so everything's uh, traversed the Atlantic. Mm. Does that make it a prequel? I, I Yes, it's a prequel, yes. pretty much. Um, happening a good three quarters of a century before the Philosopher's Stone. What's the name of the American Hogwarts again? Okay, let's get into this stuff. <laughs> so it's Ilvermorny. 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 I think it's it must be Scots derived. Mm. Um, so yes, it's time to retake those tests that placed you in one of the four Hogwarts <laughs> houses back oh, in. Oh yeah, um, are the houses a bit like just, sorry, Hogwarts houses? But, as in, like there's one for the baddies and one for the goodies. Yeah. Well, I, that may that may be a slight spoiler. Really, we've only got we've got the names. We've got some characteristics of the the creatures after whom the houses are named for their, okay. their actual okay. creatures who are going to appear, presumably out of. Redmayne's suitcase, because that's where they all spring from. Um, so in the schools across the Atlantic, um, they have houses of their own. Are you based in Wampus? Are you <laughs> Horned Serpent? That's an interesting oh. one. Horned Serpent. It's a, a bit obvious, though. Yeah, a bit that's, of a... That's, that's interesting. That's a giveaway. Yes. Thunderbird. I'm pretty sure that's already a thing, guys. <laughs> th- There's one called Thunderbird. There is one called Thunderbird. <laughs> Maybe because it's singular, they didn't get sued. And the last one, Pequodgy. Of course, Pequodgy. Pequodgy, Thunderbird, Wampus, and... Horned Serpent. Oh, Horned... Wait, is that what it's called? Yeah. Horned Um, Snake. That's ridiculous. Horned Serpent. That's a stupid name. I think this is what happens when you allow children to name things. They were named by children, weren't they? I think so. Yeah, it was... Uh. So it wasn't like a public thing, but... um, yeah, some someone opened it to the childish imagination, um, which can often be wonderful about this this time. Anyway, <laughs> so being an absolute muggle in Potter matters, and only having seen half of the films, I've only okay, I've only seen half of the original films. I'm sorry, guys. Traitor. I know you think less of me. I can't help this, it. I'm sorry. With this revelation, um, but. Even though I wasn't prepared to be excited for this, when I saw the trailer come up before something else, it actually looks really amazing. And I'm definitely going to go and see it, even if it's not at midnight on Friday morning. Um, Are you going at midnight on Friday morning? I, I was thinking about it. And but then I value sleep. Mm. So I might go Friday evening, I think. Oh, it's going to be packed. Yep. <laughs> I need to book up. 
It would be fitting to see it at a cinema named Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, perfect. After a mythical bird. (laughs) Fantastic mythical flaming birds and where to find them. (laughs) Um, It's, yes, it's opening at The View, The Phoenix and The Odeon at midnight this Friday. And all cinema listings and other event listings can be found on dailyinfo.co.uk slash events. Follow us on social media. We're at Daily Info Oxford on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And don't forget to subscribe to receive this podcast to your device every Wednesday. Go on, you know you want to. <laughs>